0: Today on Power Tips Unscripted, we talk to Jeff Ford, President of Ford Design Build Remodel in Ann Arbor, Michigan. If you've ever spoken to Judith Miller, you know that there are five stages to company growth. And transitioning from Stage 3 to Stage 4 is one of the most complex phases, as Stage 4 requires a different owner skill set from that of a Stage 3. Jeff is here to explain his experience with this tricky move, and we're going to hear about it in just a minute.
1: (laughs) Okay. <laughs> You just mind your P's and Q's, buster,
0: and remember who you're dealing with. How about a first? Hi,
2: I'm Victoria Downing, and welcome to Power Tips Unscripted, where we talk about tips, tactics, and techniques to help you build a strong, profitable remodeling company. And I'm here with my co-host, Mark Harari.
0: You sure are. Thanks for remembering me this (laughs) time.
2: I do forget you once in a while. It's nice to be
0: back in Baltimore, isn't it? We've been traveling a lot lately. yeah.
2: Yeah, so. you were doing it on the last one on the road in Las Vegas at K Biz.
0: Yeah, I was phoning in, recording it on my phone, so mm-hmm.
2: but you didn't really phone it in. You actually did a good job. <laughs> I don't know, I thought I phoned
0: it in, but it's okay.
2: Um, so today we have a really interesting topic. You know, we talk a lot about growing your business in a variety of ways and just the changes that have to take place in so many parts of the business when you're going through this. So you know, today Jeff's gonna to talk a little bit about what he's gone through as
0: the leader and owner of a company, I'm very excited to hear about this transition. It is a tricky move to go from Stage 3 and Stage 4, but you know what? I don't want to dig too deep into it. Let's let Jeff even explain what what it is.
2: All right. Great. Let's go. Jeff Forward is co-owner with his wife, Monica, of Forward Design Build Remodeling in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Jeff has participated in roundtables for many years, and he's currently a member of the Mentor 4 Group. Over the last six years, they have substantially grown the business and increased customer satisfaction – in net profits through a team approach so today jeff's here to talk to us about how he moved from stage three to stage four hey jeff welcome aboard what the <laughs> 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 we're all standing here watching
1: you as you're frozen there you go we're there, your
2: picture is frozen <laughs>
1: Yeah, you guys you guys are frozen too. Are we? And I yes. So you guys went dead for a little bit and I was like, Oh my gosh, what's going on? Um, <laughs> it's okay, we just had a glitch in the Matrix, that's all. Yeah,
2: that's really. So hey, say hi to Jeff Forward.
1: Hello, how are you? Oh great. Thanks a lot for participating in this, Jeff. No, it's, I'm really looking forward to this. This is a fun conversation.
2: You know, you are a very generous member. A really, um, you personify that generosity of our roundtable members because you have presented on the main stage at summit. You've done a, a, a power talk at summit. You've shared. You share so much with your fellow members, and now you're doing a podcast with us. So it's awesome.
1: Thank you very much. But it it really, that is a tenth of what I received from this group. So I'm happy to give back in whatever way I can.
2: Awesome. So Jeff, we're talking today about how you moved your company from a stage three to a stage four. But a lot of our listeners may not be familiar with those stages or even know there are stages. Can you give us a little brief run through of the five stages?
1: Yes. Okay. So the, the five stages of remodeling growth. I am pulling this directly from an article written by Judith Miller, Mm -hmm. and it's one of the best articles that I have ever read on the topic, and I reference it often. But the five stages in in a quick overview are stage one, the owner does it all. Stage two, the owner starts to delegate. At stage three, she calls the sweet spot where the owner has delegated everything with the exception of sales and client management. And then stage four is complexity grows, and that's where more systems are coming into place, and the owner moves away from the the selling and towards only, say, 20% of the revenue. And then stage five is the end game, and that's where all tasks are delegated by the owner, and the owner is focused on the transition into the next stage, either new owners or uh, retirement.
2: I wonder why she says that that stage three is that sweet spot. And if that's the case, why did you want to move out of it?
1: That's a great question. She calls that the sweet spot because um, as a business owner, you can technically run this practice, which I like to call a stage three into retirement. And she specifically references that you can, uh, if you're hitting all your target numbers that you could probably retire in that between 70 and 75 years old. And, um, but for me, why I wanted to grow into a stage four company, I wanted to move out of being responsible for all of the sales. Um, I still like the idea of being the rainmaker, but mm-hmm. I like the idea of the rainmaker in terms of the teacher and the mentor. And, um, And then, I'm sorry, after that, I I wanted the business to survive after me, and I also wanted to create room for my employees to prosper. I I didn't want to have a ceiling um, imposed on them by our growth being at the same position every year. How do you mean? Well, if I have um, a, a driven employee and they are motivated by the work that they're doing, I want to give them the opportunity to earn more money and also grow with our business.
2: Okay. All right. Great. Which is really important. If you hire superstars, you want to keep them and you got to keep them excited.
1: Correct. I Correct.
2: Think. Okay. So as you were doing this, how, how long of a, I mean, are you already a solid, are you now a solid stage four?
1: Yes, I am selling less than 20% of the revenue we generate.
2: So how long ago did you decide to make this transition and get this whole process moving?
1: Uh, This was, uh, I would say, when I started to come back in towards into RA in 2011, 2012, after the recession had moved through Ann Arbor. Mm -hmm. And I decided at that point that I wanted to have a different team approach I had uh, employees before, but I didn't have the greatest culture. I didn't have uh, a, the, the best, absolute best employees. I had a few superstars, but as a team, we were, we were not very strong, and I wanted to change um, how we were going to do that. And Once I started on that path, I, I quickly realized to keep the, the people uh, that I had, I needed to have a different outlook on where we were going. That was it. I decided at that point that um, we can do a lot more than we think we can and that we can with more people, we can go further.
0: Jeff, can we step back for one second and give our audience a um, a snapshot of your company? What's it look like right now? Size, positions? How many
1: employees? Um, We we are completing... uh, 24 construction projects a year, and we have an average job size in the $260,000 range. Uh, We have a production manager, uh, three project managers, and five carpenters working under them. And then on our design side, we have uh, five project designers and design assistants with them. And then uh, two salespeople besides myself, uh, office manager, a marketing manager, and a financial manager and two estimators.
2: Wow. Quite a big staff.
1: Okay. Cool beans. Yes. The okay. To 24 people right now.
2: So you wanted to change the culture. You wanted to build your team to be stronger, a stronger unit. Uh, you started back in around 2011 to start to build this. How long did it take to you feel you really made the transition then? Has, has it been a couple of years already? Or is it, are you just hitting it now?
1: We're just hitting it now, I would say, in that we hired our second salesperson um, at the end of last year, and she's making a, a, a really solid transition. And um, also with the my work hours um, going down and being less involved in the, the day-to-day operation of the business. How
2: many hours about do you work now?
1: Um, well, the last four months have been a little unique for some different personal reasons uh-huh. health-wise uh, with my wife. But um, the average, I would say, is 45, nice. 40
2: to 45. Okay, good, good, good. Just what we want. Yay. Okay, so has the whole process gone as you planned it?
1: Uh, yes, there, there's been a, a few uh, tweaks in here, but we spent a lot of time in the planning um, with developing yearly action plans that related to a specific org chart and uh, with stated triggers of when we achieved certain certain milestones we were uh, forcing the next action or pulling the next uh, lever so to speak but yes the, the we've been working the plan following our process and we' we're, we still have a, a We're still climbing that mountain, but we've gotten to the point now where we're gonna be able to accelerate our our growth um, percentages relative to revenue.
2: So talk a little bit more about that planning. I mean, to me, you know, planning is so important to get the results you want. And I think so few people put the time and effort into it. So when you're talking about this process, can you just walk us through a little bit of that process?
1: Okay, Um, so the first thing is, There's kind of a core business plan, which is um, different than an action plan. The core business plan is something that we look at at, on a five-year basis, but we have – every year we produce an action plan that talks about our stated goals for – I work backwards. I don't start off with revenue. I start off with the number of jobs mm-hmm. we want to produce okay. and we're always looking at how many more jobs can we do in basis. And that works back to the number of leads we get to um, our conversion rate into design contracts and then our conversion rate into from design to build contracts. And we start looking at where our opportunities for improvement are and we set a plan to improve that. For for example, three years ago, we were really focused on improving our um, our conversion rate from design to build. Mm-hmm. And um, last year, in two thousand eighteen, we achieved a ninety three percent, which is Sweet. our highest ever. But by the fact that we planned this for three from three years ago, you know, and we're starting to see the results of it that and then share the results with everyone um that's a pretty empowering um result that we've gotten from this planning aspect okay but it's it's kind of a formula that we use every year determining how many what's our new lead target where's our conversion rate do we think we can improve that or not improve it um or if it's going to go down a little bit uh because when you bring in more salespeople, right that's that's going to adjust a little bit downwards, but um, it's, it's having that um, the ability to, to look and what you think you can do, but also have a um, kind of a mid range plan as well. So you can adjust accordingly.
2: Well, so as you're going through this process, what were some of the biggest surprises?
1: Um, The biggest surprise when I, when we started it was that I I didn't really have the, the buy-in from the team. Why not? Well, they weren't sure why we were we were trying to force, you know, why are we doing more work? We, because I didn't take the time to explain um, why uh, I thought we should grow. You know, I had had several conversations with the leaders, um, my leadership team, and they were on board, but that message wasn't getting filtered down. So we corrected that by having a meeting, and uh, a team meeting, and I passed out a, a three-year growth plan, and um, I had listed out the, the three top reasons why I felt it was important for us to grow. And after a lot of conversation, everyone bought in with the concept of why, and I also gave People permission to leave the company that if you're not on board with this, we understand and we want you to, to be happy in your employment. And if you feel working elsewhere is going to be a better situation for you, then we want you to, to pursue that. And I'll give you references and I'll, I'll help you in that process. So once they understood that um, the growth was a benefit to them as an employee, for example, being to offer health insurance. We needed to grow to be able to afford that, to be able Great. to offer our a simple IRA plan. We needed to grow to be able to offer that as well. So once they saw the benefits of growth and they understood the reasons why, then they bought in. Did
0: okay. you Did you have anybody not take you up on that and ask to leave? We.
1: Yes, we had um, one carpenter um, leave and, and go out on his own as a, well, he went to work for another, a smaller contractor, but mm-hmm. it's a 1099 situation, so he's technically working on his own. Mm-hmm. And he, he commented on it just in this stage of his life. He's fairly young. He wanted to pursue, pursue that. So we supported him, and off he went.
2: Very cool. You know, that's the time to do it when people are not comfortable with that situation, that's the time to for them to make those decisions and allow you to have a seat for someone who is excited about your vision.
1: Correct. Yes.
2: Now I'm assuming you made some of those, like the three year growth goals. You did that in conjunction with your leadership team.
1: Correct. We did.
2: So who's on your leadership team?
1: My production manager, my office manager, my co-owner Monica and one of our lead uh, designers.
2: Okay. All right. Great. Good. So, okay. So one of the surprises was that you had that challenge in getting the buy-in, you had to take extra steps and you had to sort of sell it a little bit more than you thought you were going to at the beginning.
1: Correct. What, yes.
2: What were some of the other surprises you ran into?
1: Well, getting uh, decisions. And so I had to uh, work what we call a consultative um, decision-making loop in that Um, Because of our company meeting structures, I was able to meet with the team uh, every week or meet with groups of people every week. And when we were faced with some big decisions, I would talk with with my leadership team, but I would also talk with everyone else in the company, and I would get feedback. It might not have been feedback right there at the moment. I might have gotten an email two or three days later but I was always able to gather a lot of information and I would explain this to people. That's the type of decision-making process we're going through. I want your feedback. I want your input, but in the end, I'm going to make the final decision. So, and, and once everybody understood that they were more willing to accept the, the decisions that we made.
0: Jeff, I think you and I are similar in, in many ways. And, and one of those ways is that, um, I'm, I'm very hands on I think you're a very hands-on person you nobody can really do it as good as you at least initially <laughs> right and uh, I'm wondering how how your role changed and and how you even coped with letting go so much and, and trusting in others to to do it
1: well that's that's the key. There's a lot of self um, introspection that had to happen for me over the years about my role and 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 trust with people. And so um, that the change from uh, the doer to the teacher, and Judith uh, talks about that in the article, it, it is absolute and, and it's on every, every level. So um, th- it was about a year and a half ago that that really sunk in with me and we've been making changes to support that. but um, it is it's one of the harder things to do to trust people and you have to let people fail, and that's an opportunity to teach and um, and build and support. And once people really feel supported and that they have my trust and everyone else's trust, the the level of input or the level of output we're getting uh, has increased, and, and everyone is, is bought in from it. So um, it's just a more supportive environment, and that's what – that's what I really enjoy about it now is that I get to talk with people and I get to ask them questions and just listen to them talk and understand more about what is driving them in their job, in their role. Mm-hmm. So, and for me to get to that point, there's been a lot of reading. I've read more leaderships, leadership books in the last year than I, I have, I'm sorry, the last two years and i I've Read books. Period. Before so, um, and then also the the one of the last things about my role is just the planning is has been paramount. It's been continual, and I'm always talking with our uh, leadership team about next steps and what should what should we be looking at. So the transition of working in the company to working on the company goes hand in hand with from the doer to the teacher.
2: So you are obviously enjoying your role as that teacher as much as you did the doer.
1: Oh my gosh. I'm enjoying it so much more. Really? Um, yes. Cause more things are getting done. More things are getting done better. Mm-hmm. And the feedback loop is uh, really rewarding. So there's nothing I like doing more than complimenting someone on a job well done. And I, I get to do that a lot. Um, so Instead of fixing problems, I'm encouraging. I mean, the problem level over the last five years has gone way, way down, and we are no longer a reactionary company. We're a proactive company on every level, and it's it's really fun to see to see how our projects move through design, move through construction, and how happy our clients are at the end.
2: So, give me an give me an example of how you, you said it changed from reactive to proactive. Can you think of a specific example?
1: Um, yes. So, for example, just in terms of scheduling jobs um, and scheduling subcontractors, um, so we're able to be proactive with our schedule and our communication in a way with our clients that we're removing the surprises versus – Being reactive and and calling and or having a meeting say, you know, I'm sorry, but our subcontractor is um, delayed by three weeks because we didn't have the proper information or we're waiting for this uh, material to come in because it it came in broken, you know, things like that. So we've been able to really turn that on its head.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: Okay, Great. Can I jump back for a minute to the consultative decision-making process that you talked about? So it Mm -hmm. sounds like you would go and sort of float a trial balloon to various groups, starting with your leadership team and then working your way around. Correct. Did you purposefully then, I assume, build in a certain amount of time? Like, do you feel... I'm thinking about the DISC profiles, the different personalities there are. Does it feel to you as though you have people in your organization that need that time to process in order to give you the feedback you're looking for?
1: Yes, (laughs) absolutely. So, and that's, that's part of being the proactive. So instead of going to everyone and saying, I need a decision right now, you know, I only could do that with my D's or I's. But my S's and my C's, they, they needed time to think about it. So... Um, the disk has also become more important than I have ever thought before. Uh, we only use the disk for for myself and and a couple of key people in the company, but now everyone takes the disk. We have everyone's disk listed up in our hallway with a big wheel. <laughs>
2: That's so, great.
1: And and now we're actually working on the next step of that of having. Um, little cheat sheets for every employee in terms of the best way to communicate and work with them mm-hmm. so but planning uh, that time i would wait at least a week before i would make any decision okay
2: so would you give them a deadline then like okay we're gonna make a decision by this date if you have any feedback i'd love to have it let it ride and then at the end and you'd make a decision and let them know what you decided
1: correct okay um, and i've done that a couple of different ways um in that, I'll have a conversation with them, and then I'll set up an internal survey um, within uh, a Smartsheet, or you can do it through Google uh, Sheets as well, mm-hmm. and um, with a web form. And I would send out an email and say, you have by this time to give me your feedback. And I, I got a lot of feedback, wow. especially that way. So, um yeah, it works.
2: So did you find that your final decision was most often in line with that of your team? Or were there some strong feelings ever that came up that you had to then resell your idea?
1: Um, I would say most everyone um, came in agreement. There was a few that disagreed, but it wasn't a strong disagreement. Okay. So I just made sure to have more conversations with those folks. Mm-hmm. Okay. But yeah, no, never any you know, negative reactive issue so far.
2: So if you had to do this again, if it was today and you decide you want to move to a, do the same thing, right? Three to four. What would you have done differently?
1: What would I have done differently? Um, I would have started this sooner.
2: How do you mean? Uh,
1: Honestly, I would have started, tried to start this process um, sooner back in 2007. Um, Because I feel we would have went through the recession stronger for it or even starting it in 2005. But, you know, everything, everything happens for a reason. I I don't think I would have been ready or I clearly wasn't ready at that point. Um, So just with the more education I've received and and pursued with uh, being a business owner, um, you know, during that time and during that recession, I I learned a lot of lessons. Yeah, didn't we all? Mm -hmm. so I I've been more committed to it. So um, if I would change anything, I would have, I would have went for the buy-in sooner. I would have had, I would have made this a team decision sooner instead of having my initial reactive aspect of having to go back and get buy-in. I would, I would have started the process a little differently.
2: So how would you have started it? I mean, you know, let's teach us from your lessons.
1: Okay, so at the end of a year, um, and that's when we're we're typically pushing out our our revising our three-year plan and then developing our one-year action plan, instead of just taking that initially to the uh, leadership, I would have brought that to the entire team at a company meeting Uh, and let them ruminate on that for a bit and basically make it a month-long discussion. And then you know, getting everyone's buy-in, and then kicking off. I, I feel we we would have shortened uh, shortened shortened our process a little bit with that. However, um, that that would be the one thing I would I okay. would change.
2: So, out of all the things we discussed today, the planning side of it, the consultative decision-making side of it, you reading um, the, all the books and and self improvement to become a better leader. Um, mm-hmm. What. Is there any aspect of this that you feel is the most critical, should be the highest priority for someone wanting to make this shift?
1: That is a great question. This comes down to understanding your priorities and in terms of the the big picture and our priorities definitely shifted. So the, the number one element that has, um, help drive us to success is our, our company culture. And I always knew it was important, but I never, I never really put it. It wasn't in my top three, but it is our number one um, aspect that we focus on period and everything else. Once we have a, a positive, fun, rewarding culture for the team, happy employees, um, everything else is so much easier. Um, clients are happier. Services delivered far better. And um, modifications to to the systems. Um, and, and it's important to have flexible and adaptable systems. But when you have a good culture, those systems can be modified and adapted rather easily. And it's it's a team buy-in. And when you have team buy-in, you you get or I'm sorry when you have your, your team a part of the decisions you get the buy-in and and things happen mm-hmm. so Jeff did yeah. the did the did the culture change or did it just become um, more focused on it um, it yes it, it changed in that it improved so um, we have in in starting this plan, we had a a mission statement and we had a value statement, but um, after, and and these were from uh, five years ago, but those were mostly from me Mm. that I was talking with the team with. And so I I did a study two years ago. I wanted to know their opinions. Do we really live by these values? And I did not get the response Uh. that I wanted. So we set off on, Creating new values and a new mission statement, and but again, their buy-in, their input on it has has really been a, a big a big deal. And we've just finalized um, working through the final edits of our value statement, wow. which are going to get um, redistributed. And we're working through our mission statement right now. But the the whole idea that um, they have more buy-in with the company has been. Uh, the primary increase in our culture and and we do a lot of different things to have fun as a company as well and that that's a part of the culture Mm but um the the buy-in i think is the core element
0: and having fun is also a core element i think Mm -hmm. in fact why don't we do that right now are you ready for the lightning round yes bring it on (laughs) i know you're so excited aren't you (laughs) (laughs) And now, here's a Remodeler's Advantage lightning round.
1: It's a trap!
0: All right, put 60 seconds on the clock. Here we go. What's your favorite business
1: book and why? Um, well, my favorite business book is, right now, is Scrum by Jeff Sutherland. Um, and I've read a lot of books, but that's the one that's having the most impact on me right now. Right.
0: If you weren't the owner of Forward Design Build Remodel,
1: what do you think you'd be doing? Um, I would be a, sh- a gourmet chef. Ooh. Can you do yeah, that? Yeah, it's creative and it serves people, literally. So, <laughs> Are you good at it? No. I'm not at it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what are you not very good at? Cooking. <laughs>
1: uh, but... Not very good at and not liking. I don't like to fill out forms. Um, I loathe going to a doctor's office because they always give you a form and they always ask for the same information that they already have on file. So it drives me nuts.
0: Exactly. Your room, your desk, or your car? Which do you clean
1: first? Uh, That's simple my car, my room, my desk. Do you sing in the shower? (laughs) i sing in the shower in my room i I sing a (laughs) lot
0: what was the the last thing you sang
1: um (laughs) baby got back with my daughter (laughs) that's great (laughs) if there was a with her
0: if there was a movie produced about your life who would play you
1: woody harrelson (laughs) perfect (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Hey, I see it. I yeah. see it. That's amazing. That's fantastic.
2: <laughs> Jeff, once again, thank you for your generosity. You're awesome. And we're going to have you back on the yep. show because we got a whole bunch of other topics that we can talk to you about, don't we?
1: Yes, we do.
2: Yes, now, we do. Before we go, though, we have to share with our listeners your five words of wisdom and why you chose those particular words.
1: So. I've got a, a couple, and they're kind of mantras that I, I say to myself. So they're they're my words of wisdom.
0: Now, remember, you're going to be back on the show, so save one.
1: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So with this one, um, I would say that it's it's not about you, dummy. <laughs> okay. There you go. And, and literally, that is something I repeat to myself often, and and the dummy is just a little fun little deprecating aspect of it to just to maintain focus on, on others. And I, I have been, you know, in this business to serve others in terms of homeowners. But when I, when I finally broke through that, that, um, that aspect of the serving my employees uh, as well, then, then that is something that I've gotten much more reward from, you know, as well as clients. But, um, that's that's a driving force for us. It's a driving force for me being a better teacher and mentor. I love it. That was that's awesome. great.
2: Well, Jeff, this has been wonderful. Love talking to you about this. I can't wait to see you as you continue on your growth path, your culture building, and so on. Um, thank so you very much. Thank you. It was it was a appreciate a it. To be here. Thank you.
0: Thanks, Jeff. I loved his five words of wisdom.
2: Oh, yeah, they were great. Dumb. And, you know, really, yeah. (laughs) it sort of slaps you in the face, doesn't
0: it? It's so true.
2: Yeah, and to to not ever forget that it's not about you and think about the person that you're talking to or the person you're dealing with or the person you're serving.
0: Yep. Well, that's, I I mean, just... On the marketing side, that's my number one. That's right. Thing that I always say because it's the biggest mistake I see everybody make, just in mm-hmm. marketing. But that's right. You know that goes across the board in all all mm-hmm. phases of business. It's mm-hmm. not about you, dummy.
2: You know one of the things <laughs> that I like about Jeff is he is always trying to improve his business. I mean the guy is a voracious reader. He's always looking for better ways. He's just out there searching all the time. He never sits on his laurels. Never feels that he's got it.
0: It's awesome. Yeah, it's, like I said, we're we're similar. Mm-hmm. That whole I feel theoretical. The you just thing. can't stop. It's like I need more. I yeah. need more. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. listening to podcasts everywhere you go and yep. reading books whenever you can. Mm-hmm. You know, I even started. I never used to listen to books, but I had to start doing it because I couldn't just listen to music in the car. What a waste.
2: Yeah, really. <laughs> I know. Isn't that in the, really? On the other hand, you think, hmm, one moment in the life when you could sort of chill
0: with yeah. listening to music,
2: but no. There's nothing it, There's nothing
0: chill about sitting in traffic. I'm yeah, just that's telling
2: you. True. That's true. <laughs> so. Well, and again, Jeff's been a member of Roundtables for a long time. He's in an awesome group, and they are just constantly sharing stuff back and forth. So, it was great to have him
0: on the show. Yeah, can't wait to have him on again. He's got yep. tons of topics we can pluck his brains about. Right. He's, he's a smart <laughs> right. cookie. Yes, he is. Oh, and you know what else? All that talk we did about the disc profile and, oh, and yeah. disc assessments and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, for anyone that isn't familiar with that, we actually did an episode, episode 45, I think, with um, Rick Bowers that really got into that whole thing with the disk profiling mm-hmm. and with the D and the I and the S and the CR. Yep. So if you got lost on that whole thing, you should check that episode out. It is an incredible
2: tool for hiring and team communication. We use it all the time and I love it.
0: Yep. Yep. Well, this was a fun one. It's mm-hmm. just nice to be back in the studio. Yes. Ah. Yeah, really. Yeah, the last couple were on the road, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. been rough. Mm-hmm. But it's fun. So that was a good episode.
2: Yes, it was. You know, and I just want to say to those folks that are out there that have companies that are a million dollars or more in annual revenue, if you're not really hitting the, the results you want, like Jeff talked about, if you're not really running a company that you want to run, call us up join roundtables it's an awesome program with tons of great people like jeff yeah
0: well jeff well like he said in the beginning he said you know we thanked him for for sharing he said it's a tenth of what he's received right but isn't that awesome yeah he's great all right well thanks for being here i am mark harari
2: and i'm victoria downing see you next week this has been another episode of power tips unscripted the remodeler's guide to business Visit www.remodelersadvantage.com to learn more about Roundtables, our world-class peer advisory program. There you can also find information about our business consulting services, upcoming live events, and much more. And finally, don't forget to subscribe to the show and comment on iTunes. Thanks for listening. It's
0: a beautiful day.